Welcome to Food Friends. I'm Carrie. And I'm Sonia. We met in Los Angeles over 15 years ago as private chefs and haven't stopped talking about food since. We created Food Friends to share our stories and recipes with each other and you. We're so glad you're here. Hi, it's Sonia, and welcome to the season finale of our first season of Food Friends. We both can't believe we've done 33 episodes, spent so much time talking together and sharing those conversations with all of you. From the bottom of our hearts, we want to thank you for tuning in, whether it's your first time or whether you've been listening every week. We so appreciate all of you and the community that has grown around this podcast. So thank you so much. And, you know, we set out to start this podcast to really get a chance to collaborate together, to share more things with each other because we both have learned so much from each other. And so we were really hoping just to continue that conversation and that it might help some of you out there and might inspire you in your kitchens. And also we love hearing from you because we've definitely been inspired by your messages and your notes and your ideas. So thank you so much. And this week is the part two to last week. This is the episode where we talk about Carrie's visit to Portland. It was a great way to wrap up the season. We did not do everything we planned to do and that was just perfect. And instead we ended up making a lot of meals in my home together. We're going to tell you all about those. We're going to also tell you about the food we ate out in the world and a little bit about our friendship and how much it's grown this year. And this isn't the end. We're going to be back in the fall with brand new episodes and brand new guests. We're just going to take a little break to rest, regroup, vacation, spend time with loved ones, all the summer things. And we hope you all enjoy your summers too. Thank you so much again for listening and stay tuned for more. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Sonia. So good to see you. Sonia, I'm so thrilled to see you and I want to just get right into it and start this conversation with a deep appreciation for you. Are you available to hear an appreciation? (laughs) I love that you asked that. That's such a thoughtful thing to ask. Because, right, sometimes um, we get hit with a compliment. We're not ready for it. And we're I also have a big tra- one yeah. coming your way. Are you okay. ready for All it? Right. I'm centering. Yes. <laughs> okay. My appreciation comes from our last episode that you kind of proposed out of the blue. wasn't what we were planning to talk about that day. And it was all about the anticipation of us seeing one another. And it's like I almost feel a little weepy about this right now because – that conversation really started my trip a week early and it really changed the way that I showed up to Portland, starting with making my own lunch to take on the plane that Mac also helped me make. And because you reminded me that I did that for you. And as our conversation went on, it reminded me of how much my dad used to do that for still does for James and I when we go visit them. And I just was so busy, like kind of going into that trip that I for sure would have just gotten to LAX and like had a sand sandwich and I didn't. And so I just wanted to start with like, I really appreciate that we had that conversation. It's really fun to look back on that conversation. I edited that podcast after you left and I was so struck by like how much we didn't stick to any of our plans, but in the best way, like it, I planted the seeds for a lot of what we did and it gave us like clarity. Like I remember taking a list of notes of like, okay, here's the things 
Carrie's interest in me cooking for her. And, and actually some of those things we did and that was so cool. But I really think a great friendship is like an ability to go with the flow and to not have everything. And actually a great trip, a great visit is about like sort of being open to what comes up in the moment. Yeah. And I think part of a great friendship is how your friends make you better or really improve, like improve even little things that you do. And so I just remember sitting on the plane, pulling out this peanut butter sandwich that I made and pulling out this bag of snack mix that Mac put together for me. And, and I also packed myself a napkin and it felt so civilized. And I think without our conversation and without you, I wouldn't have done that for myself. And so even when I reached you, right, I was just in such a better state of mind. And I think that was my overall like offering that I would say about the trip is that like it just was so nourishing in every way. Seeing you, eating with you, cooking with you, going to the farmer's market with you. One of the things that we talked about was like, is our offering enough? I slept really well when I was at your house. <laughs> All those things. Well, also you were concerned about like, what do I bring you? What do I bring you? I want to share yeah. with people what you brought me because you <laughs> brought me so many things. And I was actually really touched when I saw like the remnants of your packed lunch. I thought that was so sweet that you did that for yourself. And I was so happy that you did that for yourself. So you like landed in my house and immediately started uh, showering gifts <laughs> on me, which included lemon verbena from your garden. It included Danielle's pimento cheese dip. You have yes. to hear our pie episode to hear more about Danielle Bell and all her amazing things. But you brought that pimento cheese dip with you. you yeah, brought- that's why I had to get it all out because I wanted it was packed in ice and I wanted to get it out and get it into the fridge. You brought um, like the world's greatest peanut butter, which we can link in our show notes. And you know how much I love peanut butter. You brought f- dried fruit from the farmers market. You bought me really, really fancy as lavender hand salve, like oh, a kind right. of lotion. From my, yes, from my favorite place in yeah, in New Mexico. I think I'm forgetting something. You're forgetting the rose. Oh, I brought yes. you a rose from my garden, sort of joking with you where I got the rose bush, which was from the egg farmer that I like. And you and I had a very hilarious spat years ago about who had better eggs at the farmer's market. And I like Lily's eggs. And Lily's also grows these amazing roses. And they started selling their rose bushes. And I bought one and you got the first rose. It bloomed right before I came and I just went outside and I picked it and wrapped it up and brought it to you. And also the lemon verbena that I brought to you, or mint, it was one of the two. I can't remember. Well, you brought dried mint and you brought fresh fresh lemon verbena. And fresh lemon verbena. But the reason why I had dried mint, because years ago when you moved to Portland, you also bought a food dehydrator. And so I now own a food dehydrator because of you. And, you know, mint grows like crazy and I was clipping it back and I just sat there and, you know, a week ago and dried all that mint. And I was like, oh, this is what I can take to Sonia. It's from my garden. And so it's because of you that I brought that to you. (laughs) So sweet. And the rose was incredible. It had such an incredible smell. But yeah, I think we should get into what we ended up doing. And if you listen to our last episode, you'll hear about all our big plans, again, of which we did very few. You know, I was just describing like pulling all the things out of my suitcase. But when I arrived, at your house, you had already you had also made me lunch. Yeah, and- I made you a lunch that we've talked about on this show before. And I was thinking like, okay, what thing could Carrie eat when she arrives? And I couldn't totally I remember like you're not a big tuna sandwich person, but I was I'm also not. 
you're not. And tuna salad is, you know, one of my favorite lunches and also something you never got to have at the deli and I make it in my own way. And so I was like, I made a second option in case you didn't want the tuna. I made this fava bean spread. It was so perfect. I'm just going to interrupt you and just say it was so perfect. That was actually the first thing I wrote down when I was thinking about all the memories of our time together because we did do a lot. And what I try to explain what that tuna sandwich tasted like, it was so light, but that's not really right. It was like so crunchy and fresh, which I don't think is a way that most people would describe like a tuna salad sandwich, or at least like the ones that I've had, they were always, they're always so heavy. It's loaded with herbs and celery Mm -hmm. and um, not too much mayo. And then I like to do cucumbers and lettuce and I do it on rye bread. And we had a side of my favorite chips, which are Tim's Cascade jalapeno chips, which are elite. They were so delicious. (laughs) And the rye bread was also perfect. It's, that's actually something I don't eat that much of. I think, didn't you say that you had had the rye bread in your house because you had been recipe testing? Well, it all kind of worked out perfect timing. So like I needed to uh, do a video about tuna salad for one of the places I write for. And I could have done it any time in the next month. But I was like, oh, this is perfect timing because I want Carrie to try it. So I went out and got this rye bread special. And literally, it's called Jewish rye. Like if you go to the supermarket, that's what it says on it. Yeah, we started off strong. And then I feel like we started off even stronger because the next thing we did after (laughs) eating sandwiches is that we went on a walk. And I was just just ate our way through your neighborhood. We literally, that was probably my number one goal besides like seeing you and Jonathan is just being in your neighborhood. And we did that every day, multiple times a day, took these beautiful walks. But when I say we ate our way through your neighborhood, like we went to the raspberry bushes that your neighbor tends. And I have to say they are above and beyond my wildest dreams. Right. So Exceed people's, you can't explain how incredible. Beautiful it is no. that like randomly your neighbor just has all these raspberry bushes that he tends to and then people just walk around the bushes and eat the raspberries off of them. You came at a crazy time. Like if you could pick a week where the most berries are abundant and the most like cherries are in – like everything yeah. – all the early summer fruit was perfectly in season at your arrival. And even you even got the last of the salmon berries. I mean, the salmon we berries went, and the thimble berries. And the thimble berries. But you dove yeah. deep for that salmon berry. Like we I went did. on a walk <laughs> around this little trail and the salmon berries are almost all gone. And Carrie and I found like one bush and it was sort of hanging over a stream and it was very difficult to get to. And you I really- I through there. No, like I just did it. The idea that you can walk around your neighborhood and just eat all of these things. We went on a walk and I came home full. <laughs> yeah, it was really yeah, because right now on that walk I can recount we had thimble berries, sour cherries, raspberries, salmon berries. We found rhubarb. We didn't obviously eat oh, it. Yes, raw. but we harvested it from <laughs> yes. a public space. Yes. <laughs> we harvested rhubarb from a public space. And you so you have this sour cherry tree in your neighborhood, which I have to say the sour cherries that we took from your neighbor's tree, like just a few of them, were so delicious. Like they didn't have that make you shudder kind of sourness. Yeah. There was a sweetness to them that was really beautiful. I still think yeah. you should write a note to your neighbor and ask if you can harvest them because they're not harvesting them. No one's harvesting them. It's They're almost done too. They're starting to turn. This neighbor, like so the, the tree hangs, just so the listeners know that I'm not just crawling into people's yards. No. This tree, like it hangs over onto the road. So yeah. it's, and it's untouched. And I've been living in this neighborhood for five years. So I know that no one ever 
ever harvest these cherries. Sour cherries are so expensive. So seeing like a- And they're so fleeting. They're, they're around so fleeting. for like two weeks. But the, this house is like literally shrouded in bushes and trees and plants. And like if you can imagine a place I mean, that's- less accessible to someone. Yeah, Maybe you'd be doing them a favor if you just like sent them a note and said, hey, I'd love to harvest your sour cherries for you. Split them one for one. <laughs> I know. I definitely, that's my only regret from the trip is that we didn't write that note while you were here, but we did Agreed. so many other things and I'm swimming in fruit. So, oh, the other thing, we had golden raspberries from my yard. You arrived just as they were ripe. Yes. I wish that I had gone out there every morning to get more. Yeah. Anyway, so we had a, a very eventful beginning and I don't know, like I I don't, I don't think we need to go through every single meal we had, but I'd I want to go through every meal that we had. <laughs> I want to go through every meal and tell everyone all the things that you cooked for me so much. The big surprise of the trip is like the first time you came to Portland, I was like on a mission to take you to every best restaurant yes. in town. I had a tummy yes. ache the first time I was it. I was like, I got to get home. I got to go home and eat a salad like after all this, you know? We overdid um, it. And so this time I was very aware with, of that. And not just that like I didn't want to just take you to restaurants because it's too much. But also every time I would think about go- taking to a restaurant, it just didn't feel right. We started our trip the very first morning of our trip. We went to the farmer's market and you and I both bought all this incredible produce and bread. And yeah. it was like, how can we go out to eat when we have this total abundance in our house? Agreed. Well, even before we went to the farmer's market on Wednesday morning, Tuesday night, you made me this gorgeous dinner of tofu. and. Yes. The roasted cauliflower. And I don't think we can explain this to people. And even the pictures that we'll offer on our social media won't even get, but like the color, the purple of the cauliflower that you had in your fridge was so stunning. And you put together this really beautiful sheet pan roasted vegetables that even for someone who roasts a lot of vegetables, felt like special and elevated to me. It was like, it looked like a painting. It was like purple cauliflower, purple onions. You put your garlic scapes from your garden in there. To just admit, like, I'm a little skeptical of. I've had some like garlic scapes that are really tough and yours were so tender and perfect. And we just had all these roasted vegetables with stir-fried tofu that had this amazing gochujang sauce on it. And then it was over rice with this really beautiful peanut butter sauce, which by the way, you have converted me to your kind of peanut butter. I'm a big, big, big fan of the organic peanut butter from Costco, where literally the only ingredients is organic peanuts. But there's something about the Costco brand peanut it's so butter. Good. It's so good. But it's creamy. It's uh-huh. flavorful. It is has no added weird oils or sugars, but it's sweet naturally from the peanuts. So I take that peanut butter and I make a sauce with like ginger and garlic and soy sauce and rice vinegar pretty simple. And that's like a peanut sauce. And we had that with rice. We made a short grain rice. And it was so fun to make you tofu because we've talked about it on this show. And it's really one of our favorite (laughs) go-to meals. But that purple cauliflower is from Sunrise Organics here in Portland and they're at the PSU market and at Shemansky. And I just think no one has ever grown a deeper purple cauliflower. They're like supernatural. To say, I came to see you in June over the summer solstice. We talk about going to the farmer's market. We found amazing cherry tomatoes and we found amazing lettuce and we found asparagus and all these things. Never do you think about cauliflower in June. It's like a winter vegetable to me. Well, because of Southern California. That's why. So everything is just different here. But again, your perfect timing. You came for like the last weeks of asparagus, the first weeks of cherries, 
the first weeks of tomatoes, the fir- the end of the brassicas. Like there's always these transitional parts of each season that are just right. so abundant. You can't even believe it. You're getting yes. like the end of one season and the beginning of another. Yeah. Yes. So but that cauliflower is just going out with such a bang. Really the simplicity of that meal. It's just like rice, vegetables, and tofu. But every part of that was so elevated and lovely. Listen, Los Angeles to Portland is not a transatlantic flight, but having a warm home-cooked meal on a travel day, there's nothing better. Like I, I didn't I didn't want to go out to Portland's best restaurant on yeah. Tuesday night. I just wanted to sit at your kitchen table and look at your beautiful garden and talk to you. And it was just perfect, honestly. Yeah, it was a great start to the trip. And then to then have the first full day start with the farmer's market and getting oh, yeah. to introduce you to friends. And we talked a little bit about the market, but is there anything else you want to share about that experience? You gave me some time to do a little unpacking on Tuesday night. And then you made chocolate chip cookie dough on Tuesday night. Oh, that's night. right. I did make you chocolate chip cookie dough. You made chocolate chip cookie dough on Tuesday night so that on Wednesday yeah. morning before we went to the farmer's market, you could bake it and share with some of your friends. Yeah. You know, I'm glad to be one of your friends because I also got one of your chocolate chip cookies after you and I shopped at the farmer's market and sort of delivered our cookies. There were a couple of extras. I mean, I know you brought extras for us to, to share, but we sat down in the park, which by the way, is a really beautiful park. It's like mm-hmm. so shaded and verdant and cool. And we sat down on a park bench and we had a beautiful cup of coffee from, from, your, friend Francis. Fran- from your friend Francis, who is just the loveliest. I just want to shout them out. Exilier Coffee. Their coffee is truly my favorite in Portland. Mary Gold's my second favorite or tied for favorite. But the heart and soul that Francis brings to his business, that he and his wife bring to their business, which is a certified B Corp. Francis is originally from Kenya. He's direct importing the beans. He has relationships with the people who grow the beans. You can hear his stories, but it, you can taste it in the coffee. The coffee is that good. Well, I brought some beans home with me. That was one of the things I brought back in my suitcase. But we sat down and we had a cup of Francis's coffee. We had one of your friend Mandy's rice balls which we've talked about um, yeah. on our on our podcast before. And then when we finished, I got to eat one of your chocolate chip cookies. And it was just magnificent. <laughs> it's just like, and and over the course of my trip, I bought more cookies because I'm like a cookie, but I like love to buy cookies. I love to have a bite here, a bite there. And no shade to any of the other cookie bakers in Portland. It's true. Your cookie is the best cookie in Portland <laughs> because every other one was like, uh, was sad, you know, it was just like a disappointment, you know? I mean, there's nothing sad about having a cookie, but like it was disappointing. I I am pretty proud of that recipe. I mean, I have to say I don't don't gloat too much, but that recipe really is dear to me. It was another great start and it incorporated so many things we've talked about in this podcast for months and months. And I feel like this is why it's the perfect season finale of our first season of doing this podcast, which is what we're doing right now. We kept eating. I think that night, was that the solstice night, Wednesday? Wednesday was the solstice night. We went on our walk and then didn't we get the Thai food? So one of the few restaurant meals we had was takeout and it was on my list. I had written a whole long list of places. Yes. And on this list was one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite Thai places in Portland. It's called Hat Yai and they focus on Northern Thai food. It's very different than most you know neighborhood Thai spots because they really offer a very limited menu. It's focused on these very specific kinds of curries, not like a red, green or yellow curry. They have their own curry. And then they also do these like Thai style fried chicken wings and chicken. So that's really their whole menu. So it was really fun to get to 
be at home on solstice, yes. order takeout, yeah. and went and picked it up. You and I ran to the store and got some drinks. Yeah, and just sit in the garden and have this really beautiful dinner. And I will just say, I know that you ordered rice on the side, but one of the things that this place also has a really beautiful offering of is roti. If someone doesn't know what a roti is, it's kind of like a tortilla. I think that's like the easiest way to explain it. It's, it's like soft. tortilla shaped, but it's layered and it's buttery. And yes. so it's, it's very like – Yeah, if a tortilla and a croissant had a baby. Yes. Like the, the buttery, there's a flakiness about it that's so interesting. It's not quite a flatbread like other flatbreads. It's its own sort of category. But it's meant to be dipped into this curry, which we got the vegan curry, which has like a lot of vegetables, so much flavor. And then we had the chicken too. And it was just a great meal. And then Thursday, we planned on going like on a picnic and you took the pimento cheese that I brought and the bread that we brought, that we bought at the farmer's market and a bunch of vegetables. And we made these insanely delicious pimento cheese sandwiches. It's hard to say what was my favorite food experience at your house because there's also like another one that I'm I'm excited to share. But (laughs) this one was so lovely because it was kind of like a mix of both of us and other food friends, right? It was like I brought the pimento cheese. We got some, which was my food friend. We got this amazing bread at the farmer's market, your farmer's market. You made the sandwiches. We wrapped them up together. We had had big meaty slices of tomato that we just came into season. They were great tomatoes. And then we had crunchy lettuce from the market too. And then we had like sides of fresh fruit, fresh cherries and peaches and some chips. And it was, oh, the Annie's, the one that Samino Strat loves. The the cheese puffs. Yeah, the Annie's cheese puffs. It was, and and just to sit under giant trees in the shade on a warm summer day in a beautiful park and eat a good (laughs) tomato pimento cheese sandwich was- It's it's, like the best tasting menu I've ever had. It was just such a beautiful like moment in time that we created together in this trip and that we also didn't plan for. Like it just kind of all came together, you know? And I have to say, I made the sandwiches, but with with great input from you. Like truly, (laughs) I don't mean that in a joking way. I mean, you were like, okay, we got to get the pimento cheese on both sides of the bread because I I want, I had, it yes. can't be soggy <laughs> in the the tomato can and you were right it was all correct and like yeah I had a high had, I had a, a really strong opinion about that and we even like debated should we have lettuce should we not we both agreed on I'm lettuce glad we did the lettuce because I feel like it, it was like, a really collaborative sandwich I don't think it was just a I made you a sandwich what did we have I know I made an iceberg lettuce salad that I was like excited to make you but what did we have for dinner then did we make beans oh that we made potato night, nachos that night oh we made gosh. potato nachos which was another collaboration between the two of us where that night we really cooked together we took your recipe and you made the potato the smashed potatoes that are the base of your potato nachos with and potatoes I, from your farmer's market yeah and I took some of the La Miranda bean CSA these amazing black beans that they yes. had this year and I made those in the instant pot because we hadn't Didn't have the foresight to make them earlier. And then we roasted some vegetables. You were in charge of the roasting of the vegetables while I made a salad. And then we put your garlic scapes in there. Oh, you – did you saute them? No, we put the scapes on the – We roasted them. And then you assembled everything because once you kind of cook the individual parts, the beans, the roasted vegetables, you smash – you boil and smash the potatoes then and roast the potatoes. Then you assemble for a few more minutes to get it all cheesy and melted and layered like a good nacho. 
that was your job, which you did perfectly. And then I made a kind of iceberg chopped salad. Your your chopped salad. There's a recipe that I read a couple years ago. It was for this restaurant in New York and they call their salad dressing drinkable. And (laughs) I would call that salad drinkable. It's like so tasty that you just, you're like, wait, I don't understand. It's so simple. It's just, it's a perfect salad. And it was like this perfect compliment to what is essentially like a pretty heavy dish, right? It's like potatoes, vegetables, beans, and a lot of cheese on top. And then, you know, we always like lighten it up with a little bit of hot sauce, but that salad was just, it was... It was beautiful. Well, the whole meal was so special. And we ate it again on the picnic table in your backyard with all that drippy, warm summer light. It was just so stunning. I want to keep it real for a second because our Friday lunch was a disappointment. I don't think we're going (laughs) to name names about where what was disappointed, but this is like the keeping it real for everyone. Like, And so I took you to a place that I've had an incredible experience at before that has truly delicious foods and they just were not that amazing that day. You know, you and I were really debating on, you know, you're just like, oh, I would, I could take you this place. I could take you this place. And at one point I was just kind of like, just pick a place. I don't really care. Like every, every meal that we have together, doesn't have to be like this mind blowing experience because part of it is just that we're together. And that's the baseline of what this podcast was started on was like just the two of us having time where we can be together and talk with each other. And yes, talk a lot about food. That's what we do. We love to cook together, but just like in the kitchen when sometimes you make a soup and you're like, wow, I've made this soup a hundred times. It just doesn't taste the same. I think that's what was happening at this restaurant because it's it's clearly yeah. not a bad place to go. Like no. it, was, it was a delightful place to be. We sat out on the patio. We had a great time. Yeah. And it was yeah. perfect because it was like lighter food and it kind of broke up the heaviness of how much we'd already eaten in the past few days. So it was like it actually served its purpose. And I think that was also what you, to your point, not only does not every meal have to be amazing, it is so much more about the place, the company, the experience. It doesn't always have to be about how good the food is. And it's almost nice to be reminded of that. Like you can have a great time and still have just whatever food. I think in the age of social media too, I think it's important to share the non-Instagrammable moments, right? Like the, yeah, "Yeah, we had like a miss and that was totally fine too. But I would love to make a hard pivot to the place that we went to twice. (laughs) We haven't talked about the place that we went to twice, which which I told you, I think we did talk about in the last episode that I wanted to that I had a new ice cream place. It's called Cloud City. And if I could eat there every day of my life, I would be the happiest person (laughs) alive. First of all, yes, the ice cream is amazing and life-changing. But the other half of the experience is the delightfulness of the people who work at this ice cream shop. I cannot believe how nice they are. No one's ever been nicer. They're outrageously, they're almost like egregiously generous with their scoop. They, by the way, I have to curb them. I sometimes, because I I order a kid's scoop which is the equivalent of two scoops in any other normal ice cream place. And I have to tell them like, I want a kid's scoop, but I really mean kid's scoop because otherwise they just go nuts and they have this policy. One, you can sample as many flavors as you want, but two, you can- And they're happy to. And by the way, I just want to stop you and say, not only are they happy to let you sample, but they couldn't be less bothered with like the giant line of people behind you. And something about the giant line of people behind you, they're all delighted because they're just like watching this all happen and they don't, no one is like grumbling or standing no. on your heels. Like the man behind us was like, oh, I'll, let me tell you all my favorites. Like people yes. are just so ha- happy to be there. So they're really happy to have you sample anything, but they have this policy that they will split any scoop. You can order a kid's scoop and get two different flavors. I've never heard of that anywhere. And you can never. order 
three scoops and get six flavors. You essentially can split. I had two. I had two scoops and four flavors. Yeah. I will say I was skeptical about the circus animals. Well, it's called Circus Friends, the flavor. And I I told you about it. I said, this is one of the greatest ice creams I've ever had. I can't explain why. It's not something I would normally think to have. There's something about it that's magic. And they literally take those frosting coated circus friends cookies animal cookies that are coated and they break them up into an ice cream that's the flavor and i'm like not someone that ever orders funfetti or any of those flavors like they're just like too sweet for me and i slurped that down it was so delicious there was a cookies and cream that i had i'm trying to remember all the flavors i had because i had i went there twice there was also the sasquatch one that That they called sasquatch tracks yeah. yeah, it was like chocolatey and caramely and peanut buttery. Um, peanut buttery. Oh, and then I had the butter pecan, which is also delicious. Like that, that makes me think so of my grandmother. Good. That was fun. We did. We didn't go on two consecutive nights, but we went twice during the five nights you were here, which again <laughs> feels like very luxurious and special, festive. I think the other thing to return to is. I think my favorite meal that I cooked for you and maybe my most memorable was we had Shabbat Shabbat dinner dinner together and I made roast chicken, which is not something you make a lot at your house. And you know that I make a lot in my house and I had made a challah in advance and I made, well, I cooked the vegetables with the chicken all in one pot and then I made a salad. I think that was the meal. And then I made the fruit salad after. And then you made the fruit salad. That That was my favorite meal. And it is so comforting to be in a home where a chicken is roasting a meal like that is being prepared and you've always been a challah maker but since you've left Los Angeles you've also been putting your challahs on social media and that's something that I'm always kind of looking for when you know when I want to see that you've been that you've been baking and right before we left James was I don't know looking at Instagram he goes oh my god do you see this challah that Sonia made it has all these like garden herbs in it he almost never says things like that so it just it made me laugh because I had had like a meeting or something that I had to do and so I sort of came out of the bedroom and came to the table and there's the garden challah is like sitting on the table and I was like oh my gosh James will be so jealous that he missed this but I think what was is also so special is, you know, you roast the chicken, it has all the vegetables, and then you can just soak up all those juices with the challah, which is That's just- like what it was invented for. Perfect. Also, you bought this incredible tamarind oh. date sauce, a Somali- Somalian, date sauce yes. That we got at Providor that was like a local specialty market. And- it went so well with that meal because I like to add a lot of like ras el hanout and like sort of North African spices to my chicken dishes. And this one had sweet potato and fennel and some onions as the base vegetable layer. And then I put a chicken on top that's all spiced. And somehow the flavors of that date tamarind sauce just work perfectly with the chicken perfect. and vegetables. Yeah. yeah. And then after that like luxurious dinner, you made a fruit salad. I want to try to describe like how the fruit salad that any person is thinking about in their mind right now has nothing to do with what was sitting on our table. It was so fresh. It had so much flavor. There were the cherries. There were, what did we have? The mulberry, was it mulberries? Raspberries, cherries, watermelon, because I still had some left. the watermelon. I think blueberries. And then you also put in the passion fruit sauce. Yes, that we had talked about on a previous episode. So what I do is I take lime juice and I mix it with this passion fruit puree, passion fruit and honey puree that you get jarred. And again, I mentioned you can get it at any H Mart, but you can also get it at Costco sometimes. And we linked it in our show notes previously. But yeah, I use that to make a fruit salad and it does something magical to the fruit. I don't even think I added sugar. I really think I just ordered it. I don't think because there's like honey in that 
Because yeah. I did taste a whole spoonful of that sauce, which I was like, oh, I just drink this. It's so good. And it's also light. There's a lightness to it. I don't know. It was just the most refreshing way to end a meal that honestly, a roast chicken and vegetables and challah and salad is like such a balanced meal, right? Like there's, it's, you sort of hit all the pieces and I felt very satisfied. And so I think if you had said, oh, here's ice cream or, oh, here's a piece of cake or a pie, that would have just been uncomfortable. You just, yeah. but this fruit salad was the perfect ending. And what was special to me about that meal, besides the company and the experience of it's really special to feed someone something that they're excited to eat. It's really special to feed your friend something that you've talked about and they never got to try before. Like, I wanted yeah. you to try this. But it's also that is really what we eat for Shabbat dinner on a regular basis. And so to share the experience of what it's like for us, our Shabbat dinner with you, a special day of the week with you, and a special meal for us with you a combination of all those things was just very meaningful to me and very special and memorable and like yes it's great that it all tasted good but it wasn't just about it tasting good it was yeah I don't know all the pieces together but that's why I was there that to me just wraps up exactly why I was there and you know early on in when I had just arrived you and I had the debate about were we going to go to this fancy tasting menu dinner and it's like right. we kind of decided, right, we were going to go to this this place where they had like a seasonal menu and it was really special and is known as one of these great restaurants in the city of Portland. I'm sure if we had gone there, it would have been wonderful. I have no doubt about that, but I was there to be with the two of you and to have a dinner like that. And I will say my regret from the trip is that we didn't make cottage cheese noodles together. I know. But I think that is but, – but I think that Shabbat dinner was the intimacy, right, the real friendship of this is what we eat and now you you're here with us at our table. And that's why I, we even talked about making cottage cheese noodles, which we never got around to making. But it's not about like the fanciest thing you're making. It's about this thing that you know how to make that comes from your family that I want to experience. Yeah. There's just something about those regular meals. I mean, the tofu is one of those too. Like to let yeah. someone into how they really eat every day. Like a special meal is nice, of course, a special meal at a restaurant or a special meal that you prepare for a dinner party. But the home food is will always remain my favorite food. When I go to ha your house, I love yeah. eating the things that are just, you know, when I was there in or in winter and you made just a simple stir fry of greens and we had that lunch and it was just a really simple, like there was eggs and there was greens. It was just a very right. simple lunch. But those are the kinds of meals that I want the most, especially when I'm not at home because they feel like home, even if it doesn't feel like your home. Especially when you're staying with a close friend. Well, I want to wrap up our conversation with my exit and what you sent me on the plane with, which is you made me a peanut butter and jam sandwich and you made it with the Costco peanut butter and it was it's like I don't it's so good you also had bought this beautiful jar of blueberry sumac jam that we just stumbled on and it was so generous of you to buy it and so we used that in the well, sandwich we wanted to too. taste it and then we just didn't end up ever opening it up and so you just open it up and put it on my on my peanut butter sandwich and then sent me with fresh cucumber and cherries and you know, sitting in the airport, it's always nice to go home. Like I was excited to see my family, but, you know, sitting in the airport and feeling like, okay, well, 
now it's going to be a few months before we see each other again. And having this really delicious sandwich, by the way, that jam, the color of those berries is like outrageous. I will post a picture. I'll post a picture of it on online. But it just was such a beautiful way to leave. And I was also leaving with some of your, wait, what did you send me home with? Mint? Yes. I sent you home with a bunch of lemon balm. Lemon balm. Yes. Garden, I and a few, a few of the heads of garlic. Yes. So you sent me home with, uh, with your lemon balm. And then you sent me home with several heads of freshly harvested garlic. Also in my suitcase, your neighbor gave us those little onion tops, right? Oh, yeah. we, we were walking in your neighborhood and your neighbor they're had this They're called walking really- onions. So they're called walking onions and they're kind of these onions that you like kind of keep growing indefinitely. And this neighbor, she was explaining it to us because we were admiring. You were very, um, you're a very friendly person. You'll talk to anyone <laughs> away I can I can sometimes get a little shy and you were just like I love your garden and you and her were talking and she was like oh yeah these are walking onions you can just plant them right in the ground and so she gave us two heads she, for each yeah, of she us. Gave us two heads. and so I brought some of those home when I got home and I was like opening up my suitcase it was like there's garlic there's onions there's Francis's coffee and it just was such a delightful trip and I think that's the other part of this podcast that I really love is we get to relive it again because we got to talk about it again. And yeah, you get to reflect places. on it. I have a feeling I'll be in LA when I see you. Maybe it will yeah. be somewhere else. I'm holding a space for we could be anywhere, I guess. It doesn't have to Maybe be Portland we'll- or LA. Maybe we'll travel somewhere together. Maybe we'll meet up somewhere and start our new season that way. Start our new season by traveling somewhere. That could be a great idea. But this this season has been really meaningful to me. I'm so happy to be in this space with you each week. It's really special. Yeah, and I've gotten this far in this episode. You know, we're taking a summer break before our second season to, you know, get inspired, to be with our families, to travel, to do all to the rest. summer things, to, to rest a little bit, yeah, to take some naps, to be in the garden. But we're so grateful for all of you that are listening that send us messages we really appreciate every single one and yeah i just can't wait to do this again when summer's over same well happy summer happy summer bye bye thanks for being our food friend if you enjoyed our podcast please subscribe leave us a review and share this episode with friends We love hearing from you, so follow us on Instagram or drop us a line at foodfriendspodcast.com. Yes, we'd love to hear from you and your food friends. Happy cooking and eating.